Welcome to Happily Ever After, the podcast where we talk about life's big stories. From great sex to sexual trauma, breakups and breakdowns, icky secrets and happy endings. It's the stuff that makes us human and boy do we cover it all. I'm your host Hannah Harvey. I'm a writer and a parenting blogger at mumsdays.com. That's M-U-M-S-D-A-Y-S dot com. I would be very grateful if you could subscribe and leave a review because it means more people can find the podcast. And I also really, really, really love hearing from you. So please contact me through Instagram at Mumsdays with all your stories of life and any thoughts you might have on the episode or even questions you want answering. You can find all the details from this episode in the show notes. Hello and welcome to Happily Ever After with me, Hannah. And today I'm joined by none other than the best-selling author and blogger, Katie Cox. Hi, Katie. Hi, uh, how are you doing? <laughs> um, I was trying to think back and I think the last time I saw you in person, it was like 2015 and I was really drunk. Oh my God, you were drunk. I was you so remember drunk. It? I actually remember holding on to like a pregnant woman's belly um, and she escorted me back to the hotel with her pregnant belly because I was so drunk. <laughs> you just hung <laughs> on. I did. She was so nice. I can't remember her name, but she was so nice. But yeah, it was the free wine, wasn't it? It was that Lindemann's wine. I haven't touched it since. I, it's just, we drank so much of it because it was free. Yeah. Remember? I mean, well, I, barely. I think I had to go get a bloody train. <laughs> I had no bellies to hang on to (laughs) my own yeah well it was was fun it was that blogging awards wasn't it that bibs the brilliance in blogging awards I was trying to remember I knew it was something to do with blogging and parenting blogging but I couldn't really just like hundreds of mums in a room with free wine like what's going to happen you know possibly go wrong yeah (laughs) (laughs) one night off a year and we're like yeah in London baby yeah it, it was yeah. that was a fun night fair play fun yeah. well I'm sure it was fun I can't remember much of it but I'm sure it was brilliant it was definitely <laughs> fun and I remember you being absolutely hilarious so I think it was like the first proper time I'd met you in person um but do you not remember there was a bit of a mean girls vibe we totally like- 100% yes I mean actually I was standing in the toilet and um this woman came up to me so I was there for my my blog carry on Katie and I was up for um was it fresh voice award or something like that or you know whatever that's like a best newcomer or something and I was standing in the toilet and this this mum blogger came over to me and she went oh she goes you're Katie are you she goes god you're so much older than I thought you'd be <laughs> oh and she said it to me in the toilet so I was like oh okay thanks yeah that's like but, so what are you supposed to insults in one I know. I just smiled, and you know what? What can you say? It's like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a, of an age. Yeah, I so, am mature. Uh, I promise. Yeah, I mean, I was a lot younger then. I mean, when was that? 2015. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I or mean, possibly 2016. I think I sort of stopped blogging pretty soon after that. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that well, experience put me off. <laughs> well, it was. It was quite kind of. It did feel a little bit like one of those like school movies in high school, and you got like the cool crowd, and then everyone else is like, you know, yeah, sitting we around the edges, being like, "Oh, we're still quirky." Yeah, it's like nobody likes me. Who can I talk to? Oh. It's yeah. so silly though, because I'm sure everybody feels like that, even when yeah. you're in the crowd. 
exactly i mean i did it i did it twice actually i did go back another time um i think it was the following year i don't think you were at that one and i didn't know a soul i didn't know a soul and i was just sitting there kind of twiddling my thumbs i think i spent most of the time hiding in the toilets yeah but uh, but it was full of like a list a lister kind of writers and bloggers so i sat on a table like with the unmumsy mum who was lush yeah. and um and a few other people and i just thought oh and hurrah for gin was there she's she's amazing but i just didn't um didn't have the guts to talk to anyone so yeah probably would now mind but uh, yeah. yeah now you've got your own accolades well not really i wouldn't go that far <laughs> Because since then you've written your hilarious and honest, well, you, you're blogging obviously, and then your book. Yeah, the blog, I haven't written anything on the blog for a while because I've just been too busy trying to write books. I mean, I've written two books now and uh, it, it takes it. time. It takes ages. Yeah. So the next one's out on June the 1st. So you have to go through all the editing stages and it's just, you know, rewriting whole chunks of it and pulling stuff out and moving stuff around. It takes hours. So, uh, yeah, I've had no time to blog. Yeah. yeah. You you are very active on your socials, though. Yeah. So that's when like, I say blog, yeah. that's what I mean. I'm like, oh, is it? Instagram posts and, you know, you're writing lengthy chunks of stuff. They probably could be considered a blog back in the day. Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah. Good point. Hmm. Yeah, I think it's just slightly changed. I was, do you remember um, what Katie said? Lovely yes, hair. I think uh, so. Very dark hair. She's still very much blogging. Um, so I interviewed her back before Christmas and she was just kind of re-explaining what the landscape is like these days. Yeah, she got like brown curly hair and she puts up, um, she's got three kids. Yeah, decluttering and things like that. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, I follow her, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, she's yeah. obviously done really, really well, but she was saying how it, everything went hugely Instagram after I stopped, and now it's more like your blog is like editorial content. Oh, really? Yeah. You see, I don't understand Instagram. I'm a, I'm a Facebook person, and I, I, I think I know how it works and when's the right time for me to post and all that sort of stuff. But Instagram, haven't got a clue. I don't know how to share stuff. I don't know how to add links. I don't know what a story is. I don't know what the difference between a story and a reel is. I've got no idea. And um, I've tried asking like the youth, you know, the youth, youth of our generation. And, Maybe they uh, don't they know. They're like, uh, TikTok? Yeah, well, yeah, TikTok's another one, you see. So so TikTok, um, I was on tour last year, right? It was it was right as my first book, Emma's for Mummy, came out. And um, I was on tour with Michael Bublé. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to ask him if he'll hold the book and, you know, take a photograph with it. Um, and I've never, I've been working with him for like 20 years and I've never asked him for a photo or anything. I'm always like, cool. And I thought, you know what? I could really do with some help. So I said to him, I was like, um, actually, my friend said she had the balls to do it. She was like, Michael, is there any way you could just hold that book? And and he was like, um, and do this with your mouth. I'm smiling. Yeah, please. And, and he was like, oh, my God, you've written a book. That's amazing. He goes, let's do a TikTok about it. And I was like, yeah, okay, that'd be amazing. And he was so excited about it. And he was like, right, give me the book. I'm going to go, and, um, I need to come up with an idea, a concept, you know, because he can't just stand there and hold the book and be like, buy the book. He needed to have a funny way of presenting it. Oh, really? So it's, yeah, well, yeah, if you, if you look at his channel, he does really funny things like voiceovers and yeah, he's, he's really funny. So um, 
So we took the book away for a couple of days and I was thinking, oh, he's not going to do it. He's not going to do it. He's forgotten. He's forgotten. And he hadn't forgotten. He kept on coming up and being like, Katie, I've got an idea. And I thought, oh, my God, he knows my name. I can't believe <gasps> it. It's ridiculous. You know, even though I've worked with him for 20 years, I was like, I thought, oh, my God, how weird. He knows my name. That's amazing. And um, one night, I can't remember where we were in a field somewhere. He was like, right. He goes, I've got done the video. Let's post it now. He goes, what shall I write? So he was standing there with me and he goes, what's your TikTok handle? So I was like, oh, my God, I don't even create one. Yeah, well, I, I have an account. So I opened it and then he was and at, at this point, there was literally like 20,000 people waiting for him to go on stage. Like they were all screaming. You could hear him all screaming. And he's standing there with me trying to write this thing. And I was like, Michael, listen, we can do this later. It's totally fine. Just go on, go and sing. And then this is not a hurry. You're here for yeah, it's like, dude, it's fine. And he was like, no, 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 we're going to get it done now. We're going to get it done now. And so he goes, load up your TikTok for me. And um, I loaded it up and he looked across and he was like, oh. Um, <laughs> I, had, I had like 37 followers on <laughs> his face. He was like horrified. Yeah, and he was like, okay, right. Well, we've got to get you some more followers. And then he, he posted it on his channel like, let's blow this girl's TikTok up. And then I bought him a present to say thank you because I just thought, what a lush guy to, like, help me, you know, promote it. He didn't have to do that. So I um, went out and I bought him a silly sausage. You know that game where it's like a sausage and you've got to, like, it's it's funny. It's a, it's a real fun. It's for kids, but, like, it's funny. It's a sausage with, like, a funny face on it and it's, like, you pass it around. It's funny. And um, I, went and I bought him, um, uh, he's really into ice hockey, and I bought him a, an ice hockey Cardiff Devils jumper, which I had couriered to the middle of Warwick Castle. Um, and anyway, so I went to go and give it to him. And and he was like, no, no. He goes, this is exactly the sort of thing you should be putting on your TikTok. He was like this. He goes, go away and come back and give it to me again. But this time, film it. So um, all of my friends are standing there, all the other string players. Yeah. And there I am giving him this sausage. And I said to him something like, um, here's the funnest sausage you'll ever play with. Give him, the, give him the sausage, and he was like, "I doubt that." He was like that, but um, yeah. But even even filming that, even having a video of him, it only had about fifteen thousand views, you know, um, because I just don't know. Yeah, I just don't know how it works at all. Where you know, his video of him holding the book had like four five hundred thousand. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, even I mean, that's how hard it is. I think to be seen on social media, you just have to know you know what you're doing and I don't know what I'm doing basically apart from on Facebook you know so I've got Facebook nailed yeah you do whenever I'm on I'm like oh I just got loads of likes yeah well yeah the, the people seem to like the more kind of um the more um emotional stuff the more sensitive stuff I find mm -hmm. you know yeah much more than the funny stuff you know so like um they like posts about my kids and autism and how they're getting on and they want to know and I've had quite a few mums writing into me saying, my child's in the same boat. Can you help me? Like, what can you suggest anything? There's like literally hundreds of people who have children like mine who are stuck, you know? So, um, yeah, I'm actually might write a blog about it today. My first blog in a long time. So, yeah. I guess you've fine. written two books about it too. Yeah, yeah. But the, the stuff that's more, I mean, the second book is what happens when the autistic character Stanley goes to school. So I'm actually holding the proof of it here, look. Ooh, the lovely. Yeah. so that's, that's coming out in june isn't it the mother load june the first yeah but that's that's not um the actual copy that's a proof copy that's going out to like early readers and reviewers yeah. and book bloggers and stuff yeah it's pretty though isn't it it's but really um 
yeah and that's what happens when the little so the first one is about the little boy's like four years old and the second one is when he goes to school and what happens but I'm hoping to, to write later I want to write what happens when he goes to comprehensive school and things like that because that's more you know I got a lot you're of you're living that now aren't you oh I am it's uh it's like this you know yeah it's very up and down so and the hormones aren't helping at all god bless him so mm. yeah and you've they're quite your boys are quite similar in age like there's not much in it is there 13 no they're, they're two years yeah but they're both very very different you know so the older one is a lot more kind of um he's a lot more kind of blunt and kind of explosive but the little one is like a little he's like a little cherub angel and he's very sensitive and sweet you know to your face and then behind your back he'll like memorize your credit card information and buy whatever he wants <laughs> yeah li- literally does yeah he um he bought himself up. me as a child he's he is it's not even a case of like he clicked buy it now button he literally memorized the 16 digits and the um expiry date and the, the three numbers he and he's and bought himself a lot of robux you know sweet so we had to like break our cards and order more in and hide them from him so <laughs> blank out the details on the yeah the totally He's got like an insane memory, um, but like, you know, you would never think he would do that because he's so sweet and like, you yeah. know. See, on yeah. your TikTok, I've seen him dancing, dancing in the street. Yeah, that was in New York. Isn't that so sweet? Oh, yeah, you. I loved it. I wanted to join in. It's proper kind of festive Christmas, you know, Samaritans, buckets with the, yeah, that, that was like a lush day. But oh. yeah, we took them to New York because they were obsessed with America. But um they were really young. I can't believe we did it. They were like six and four or something. Or, and um, we literally took them in the snow at Christmas time and, you know, all over New York. And of course, like the, the, the older one became obsessed with pressing buttons on the lifts and everywhere's got a lift, hasn't it? There's all skyscrapers. Like Elf. Did you just yeah, press every button? Yeah, but if anyone else pressed the button, he'd go mental. So he was like screaming at old ladies and then he ended up having a meltdown in the middle of Macy's because um, someone touched the button before him. So yeah, it was it was fun. It was a fun, Ooh, fun oh time. Oh my god, yeah. When you think of like so some of the stories you tell in M for Mummy, it's like yeah. that experience and with a child. But I guess the difference is is every time you go out, you're like Yeah, you have to know like what's gonna what might be a trigger and kind of avoid that at all costs. So for example, like whatever we do on holiday, any holiday that we go on, whatever happens on day one that's what will happen every single day. So um, especially with my older son, he, he will expect, yeah, he, he will expect to sit in the same seat, eat the same food and, and do literally exactly the same thing. So when we went to New York, we took him to the M&M store on the first day. And then and there's a machine in there where you can stand on it and it tells you um, what color M&M you are. And straight away, he was like, I love this. And so we had to go there every single day um, and he had to go on it five times. And so no matter where we were, we were schlepping across New York in the snow because we had to do the M&Ms. <laughs> do that first and then we'll go from there. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it's um, it's difficult. But uh, yeah, he's getting better as he gets older. He's much more like open to trying different things. But the, I mean, the last holiday we went on, he spent a lot of the time pacing backwards and forwards in the corridor um, of our hotel because he just wanted to think. He calls it thinking time. So we were quite restricted. We couldn't really go out and do things, you know, like like most families probably would. I don't know. But yeah, 
it's still nice to be away in the sunshine. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Sit on a balcony and you can walk on, along the corridor. Yeah. Whatever floats your boat, I guess, isn't it? Yeah. So how much of the book, because I was thinking it was an auto, it was like a memoir and then I, you know, got into it and the main character is called Lucy, who is like hilarious. By the time I'd finished the book, I spent about a week whenever I did something stupid, I'd be like, feels like something Lucy would do or, <laughs> or I wonder what she'd make of this. Like at one point, one night I was, um, I'd already got into bed. I'd switched the light off and then I was like, oh, I'm really thirsty. So I got up, got a glass of water and then spotted some waxing strips on the sides that I'd bought earlier to see if I could have a go do my own bikini line. Ooh, so I yeah. practice on my own lip. And then before oh, I knew no. it, I was like stood with like a waxing strip stuck on my lip after I'd already gone to bed at like half past 11. And then I had to try and, you know, whip it off. And I was like, this is definitely something Lucy would do. <laughs> <laughs> and me, that's definitely something. I, I've got some terrible waxing stories for you, but I just... Um... Oh, FYI, I cannot wax my own bikini line. That my oh, lip no. Don't do it. It's not worth it. I mean, I've had some some awful awful mishaps in that area and in fact actually in the second book there's an entire um, chapter devoted to when Lucy goes and has her her fanny wax for um she's going on holiday she's going on a caravan holiday and there's a whole Why thing would you need fanny wax for a caravan holiday <laughs> because she's got to get in the pool and she's oh, worried cool. about what strangers will think of her mum bod so she and yeah. she's hoping she's hoping that her and Ed are gonna have a bit of um Thank you, you know, a horizontal mumbo, yeah. Ooh. And, you know, and basically Charlie, her best friend, tells her that her bits look like um, like Brian May. <laughs> <laughs> the chapter's called Brian May. We'll <laughs> be there. Yeah, so she needs to sort out her Brian May so that Ed can find her pleasure pip. That's a direct quote. Oh, that's <laughs> lovely. You've got such a beautiful way with words. I know. <laughs> was it I messaged you when I was partway through? It was something like the 10, 10 tits or something? No, a six pack of tits. Oh, yeah. And she's trying oh, yeah. on a bra. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I've got quite a few. Back and the front. Happens. I mean, actually, it's really more like 12 because you get six of the front and six of the back, don't you? <laughs> like if the bra's too tight, it's the overhang. Yeah. So, yeah, I've got about, I've got about 12 or so right now, actually. I need to sort myself out. You're looking bra. great. Oh, I'm not. I'm feeling. I'm feeling tired and old today. I gotta say, but um, you know, it is what I it is. I think it's partly like in our heads, though, because honestly, you look fantastic. I know. Oh, I like that, this, like, look at the look at the bags. You know, gorgeous, and the chin hair, the mustache. It's not great. Well, <laughs> mine is much better, thanks to. Well, yeah, <laughs> I mean, like, lip wax. Yeah, amen to that. Maybe I should give it a go. I'm a little bit afraid that I'll like rip it off and it'll pull off my whole face, you know? I mean, these are things have been tested, I'm sure. They're okay, they're safe. Partially, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, is it, I mean, some of these stories, are they autobiographical or is it just... This is such a tricky question. So, um, yes, it's basically pretty much all of it is true. Um some of it's uh, a lot of it some of it is exaggerated so for example the Dr Tom situation in the book so when the character um her best friend ends up going out with the guy who delivered her baby um that is based on when I was having my stitches in hospital 
um, the doctor doing it was called Tom. And I know this because I met him a week earlier in a, an antenatal appointment. And uh, so when he was doing um, my stitches, I asked him if he was single because I thought he was rather handsome. I know. I thought he was rather handsome. I thought he'd make a great boyfriend for my um, one of my best friends who was single at the time. So that's where the inspiration from that came from. And I did ask him if he had GCSE textiles when he was doing it as well. <laughs> my stitches, yes, that did happen. But um, the characters are all kind of like a, a mishmash of my friends. Yeah, I love like, Charlene. She's hilarious. Yeah. My 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 best friend says to me that she thinks that I am Charlie. So she thinks oh, I've really? written myself as Charlie. Yeah. Um like but, a, uh, she's almost like Sergeant Major horsey type. Yeah. Because I, I did the audiobook. Um, because I was doing loads of driving when I was doing my yoga teacher training, and I was like, Oh, I'll, I'll listen to this as I'm driving backwards and forwards. And the voice she gives Charlie is like quite, come on, girls. Yeah, that's exactly what it. She's like, yeah, that's so good. Come on, girls, right? You know, call her the cavalry. Yeah, she's uh, she's there's a sparkly cock on your head, and let's get partying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I haven't listened to all of it actually. I've only listened to like um, a few chapters, but I mean, she was great. Um, the actress, wasn't she? Yeah, Charlotte really Strevens. So she's yeah, she's really good. But um, yeah, so it is it is true. But a lot of the um, some of the characters, so for example, the character of Stanley, the little boy, he is both of my children merged into one. Okay. Um, but he's more like my older son. He talks the way my older son does. So my, my older son talks in lists. Um, you know, number that's one. 17 things to list. tell you. Yeah, that, that's what he does. He literally does that. And then he'll pace backwards and forwards as he's telling you. He, he does it less now, but when he was little, he did it a lot. And um, and the mother-in-law character, which is a bit of a tricky one, because I didn't want my own mother-in-law to think it was her. <laughs> yes, you had to do somebody else's mother-in-law. Yeah, well, what she is actually a combination of about five or six mother-in-laws rolled into one of all you know experiences that my friends have had with theirs. Um, yeah, but all is true. I need to think we're going to be one of those one day. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, really my kids marry anyone that you know they're gonna stay with me forever, and I'm gonna make them dinners, and that's that. And you know, I just don't trust anyone else to be nice to them, frankly. Well, no, exactly. Yeah, we just lock them up and keep them at home, you know. Yeah. And speaking of interesting women, is Marsha a dick? So Marsha is <laughs> one of the the mummy characters, or is she just misunderstood? Do we do we get to see a bit more of her? I think um, in the second in the second book, she she's in it. Yeah, uh, Marsha is a dick, but we all know that dick, don't we? We all do. I was going to say, like, we've all met that person, but I worry that there's a bit of that in all of us as well. Like, I don't think so. It's not in you. I'd be able to see it, but there's oh, there are those. Yeah, you're not a dick. You're not a dick. Thanks but, but so much. I mean it, But um, yeah, you do meet those women, and and I found. There's a lot more of those women when I was in London than I than when where I live now in Wales, but they're definitely there, and they're very kind of like you know, well, my son is doing this, this, and this, and you know, and then especially if you have a child that's not meeting their like milestones, it's just it's really hard anyway without having someone rub it in your face, and yeah. I've had a few a few people like that do that to me, and um, I was in the park one time, and and this woman was like, um, my my son, I. I put him down on the floor and it, there was like wood chippings on the floor and they were getting caught in his sandals and he refused to stand on the ground 
And she was like, oh, you know, your child is autistic, et cetera, et cetera. And this is before I knew. He was, and, and she just made this kind of like huge kind she of. that to you. Well, she did, yeah. She was just like, oh, your child has sensory issues. He's obviously autistic. And I was like, dude, I don't even know you for you to say wow. that. And yeah, like people just chip in and make comments. and like, yeah, go away. Um, turns out she was right, though. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> her. Yeah. It wasn't her place to be right. Yeah, go away, man. Yeah, but it's uh, yeah. So Marsha is based again on on quite a few women that I've met in my time rolled yeah. into one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, at one point I wrote the mother-in-law character and um, I gave it to my friend, and she said you you have to make her not so bad because she's not believable. And I'm like, well, <laughs> some of the things that my mother-in-laws, you know, of my friends have done, these yeah. things have actually happened that are so outrageous, but actually. Um, it was considered not believable but it's true yeah, yeah you're so like I had to yeah I had to soften her up a bit you know <laughs> I know I know yeah. she is very good though I can totally imagine that sort of just I guess a bit of my son can do no wrong um, yeah. head in the sand type thing and then it's take you know I don't want to spoil the book but it takes Lucy to kind of work a few things out and be like oh this yeah is yeah it's behavior yeah interesting and just yeah some of the meltdowns you describe it's like it's so physical yeah the the one in the book actually that again is based the McDonald's one had me in tears because you can just imagine like how physically exhausting it is yeah when it's the mcdonald's one child it is really sad the mcdonald's one is complete fiction actually but the one at the birthday party that actually did happen Mm -hmm. and um it happened when we were moving back to wales from london and one of the kids that was going to be in his new class was having a birthday party. And so they, you know, we were invited so he could get to know his class members. And anyway, we were in the uh, the party. He was probably around, probably around five or something, five or six. And in the party, they were, he was doing really well. And, you know, with all these kids, he didn't know. And then they, they had, you know, those chocolate, Cadbury's chocolate finger rolls. And he went to go and get one because everyone else had one and they'd run out. And because of that, he just completely lost it. Um, and we had to, me and my sister had to carry him outside and he was literally punching and kicking both of us. And, and two of us, you know, grown adults couldn't like hold him basically. So you're like laying down on the floor. And this is at the point where all of his future classmates were leaving with their party bags and their balloons. And, he, and I was- And their yeah. finger rolls. Yeah, and their finger rolls, little punks. Yeah, and he was just lying on the floor, like completely. Uh, it's the worst meltdown he's ever had, like ever. And then you see when he when he comes out of it, then he's completely, he's as white as a sheet, and he's just kind of really, really sad, you know, about it. It's really sad. So that's what that was based on. Yeah, um, bless and, him. And do you like? Do, was that the kind of thing that going forward you were able to avoid because you? Like, I can imagine it was like total overwhelm meeting all these brand new yeah. people. Yeah, I mean, I just was a bit... not having something. I've got fundamental memories from when I was like two or three being at a disco and they ran out of a hot dog. And it's been one of those memories that have stayed with me of like, um, it's almost like self-worth related. 
they didn't have enough for me and nobody got me one or you know I'm sorry so like you know it happens doesn't it and it does yeah but you see it wasn't about the chocolate finger roll it was about I mean and this is the thing you don't realize it at the time and now that I'm kind of more experienced and I know him better I never would have put him in that position and taken him there in the first place but it was about not only the stress of moving house but the fact he was going to be and it was building and building and building and then basically the chocolate roll was just what you know broke the camel's back you know um yeah, my, yeah my it could have been anything friend. it might have been having a blue balloon instead of a red balloon in your party bag or yeah, yeah. and so but so if someone didn't know him or the situation they'd probably be like oh you know what's going on with him the spoiled little thing you know didn't get a chocolate roll pull yourself together it's like no it's not about that at all it's about it's so complex yeah and that's what he's like now so he'll he'll hold it in for ages and ages and ages and then one day he'll just explode so more recently he exploded and ran away from school and he hasn't been back since. Um, so for a whole year, we held it together. Or Facebook things, but it sounds like some real positives have come out of it. Yeah, yeah. So I've now enrolled him. So he basically had a huge meltdown and he, he actually punched someone. He punched his best friend, who's a lush, lush kid who really cares about him. But the, you know how boys are. They were bantering with him and teasing him, but just in jest. But he just cannot take that at all. And he just completely lost it, punched his friend and ran away. Um, and the school didn't even let me know he'd gone missing. Just absolutely shocking. And um, so he, by the time I found him, he was in full meltdown. And he said, I'm never going back. And I was like, fine, you're not. Yeah. So he's been home ever since. And he's literally like a different kid. And we've signed him up to a, an online school. And then he went away on that adventure weekend last week, Um and all the kids in his dorm were autistic and they were all lush and he had like the best time. So it's it's now he wants to, he's only doing three subjects at the moment, but now he wants to do way more. So he's he's in it to stay. I just gotta find the money to pay for it. So uh what online school? Yeah, yeah. Pay for it. Yeah, it's like proper teachers, you know, lessons. And if you miss a lesson, you can like watch it back and you know, you have homework and you know, it's like a an accredited proper school. But, you know, you've got to pay for it. So, But it's not it's not anywhere near as expensive as like a private school. But you still got to pay for it. You know, and I'm a I'm a poor musician. So um, I think you need well, to tap Mr. Buble up. Yeah, either that I could try the Bublés or I could sell a kidney or just, you know, do some hooking or something. I don't know. Or some, I don't know, iron <laughs> naked on the Internet. Maybe we'll just get everybody to buy a book. Oh, that would be great. Yeah, that would be. <laughs> We do that <laughs> why don't we sell the thing you've got yeah and then if all that falls apart then I'll sell something or you know go down King's Cross and do what needs to be done for the well, let me know I'll come to <laughs> yeah thanks man <laughs> oh so um obviously like you've you've got one teenager and one nearly teenager do you feel like support for you and you know your son's with autism has changed at all or is it it sounds like there's still a lot further to go if he's um, the support he needs from school in terms of support I get absolutely nothing at all and this is what happened in the second book I mean um she talks about it and and if you talk to anyone whose children have been diagnosed with autism ADHD or whatever you literally get handed a piece of paper saying yes your child is autistic see you later a certificate 
Yeah, yeah. And you get like the only thing is that you can apply for like a disability allowance. Okay. But I mean, my youngest son was having a lot of uh, problems with his mental health and I contacted CAMS, you know, the, the yeah. mental health track. And they basically um, zoomed into the top of the queue and they called me up. And the moment they found out he was autistic, they're like, oh, no, we, we, we don't help autistic children. We're not trained for that. And um, they, they basically said no, they, they couldn't do anything for him because he's autistic. Um <laughs> Yeah, because apparently your anxiety comes from a different place. I mean, I just, you know, he's a child. He's he's incredibly anxious. You know, you have the skills to help him, but they wouldn't help him. So basically no one helps. Um, at school, there's various things, you know, there's like, um, you know, they take him out a couple of times a week and stuff. And he has like a, a regulation station. This is the little one now. And um, he, he goes on a beanbag and just chills out behind a screen. But um, but yeah, other than that, there is nothing. So it's a case of having to um, either pay for services yourself or, I mean, there's an amazing online community of like, you know, families in my position. So I'm kind of get a lot of advice. I get a lot of advice from autistic people as well, which is a really good thing to do. Yeah. So um, one of them is a guy called Chris Bonello. He's amazing. He's so autistic, not weird. And you can write in there and he will you know, other autistic people will answer your questions and help you. So that's the best thing to do, to yeah. speak to somebody who's actually been through it, uh, who's going through it. Uh, but yeah, but there is no support. It's really sad. And I, I see so many parents, oh, my child's on the waiting list, you know, to be assessed. And what they don't realise is that if and when they are, that's it. It's sort of game over. There's, you know, there's, there's no one, there's no magic kind of, service that's going to help you or help help your child you just, you just have to you're kind of on your own it's uh it's sad isn't it yeah it is it really is yeah and, and I, um, I guess that's why you know things like your facebook community is so thriving is because you're offering real stories you know there'll be people yeah. that are kind of behind you with younger children that are like okay now what yeah and there, there's also there's people with like grown-up children who've written to me saying god I wish you know my child is so unhappy at school you know they're an adult now I wish that I'd taken them out I wish I was brave enough to do it um you know so it's just whatever you do you're, you're constantly living with kind of like guilt and anxiety of like it's just the right thing how can you know how, is he going to be okay how about you know how are you making the right decisions it's massive um yeah. I have no idea if I'm doing the right thing. I'm just winging it for now. But what I will say is that he is significantly happier. Um, but I'm worried that, you know, in the future, is he going to be really isolated? What happens if I drop dead tomorrow? How is he going to cope? Um, well, the fact but, he's now got a whole community of friends. Is a yeah. Improvement I mean, to, I yeah. And they're not physically in person here. They're, they're all dotted around all over the country. But, you know, he's in touch with them. And yeah, that's the same as like my son's friends. When he comes yeah. home, he doesn't really see them. He's just online with them. And yeah. How old is he, your son? He's 10 now. 10. Oh. Yeah. So, you know, they see, they've got their mates at school and he does football and things like that. But really, once they come home, it's not like when I was a kid and you'd go around to your mate's house and be yeah. playing it's it's all online isn't it exactly I mean frankly you know I, I don't think I'd want my kids out anyway in the streets these days it's like you know I'd be too frightened to let them out but uh, they don't want to go out anyway but yeah I mean it, it is different and we socialize in a different way now don't we 
I mean, really, there's no need to leave the house ever. You can do schooling. You can do um, degrees online, can't you? You can work from home. I mean, we can just We're sit at home. From our houses. Yeah, just lovely. Like hanging out in your pyjamas, doing a bit of maths, whatever, you know, have some cake. Yeah. Nice. So, yeah, I, I don't know. like the... Um... I always think homeschooling is really tough, though, if you're the one who's going to be at home making sure they're doing it. Yeah. I mean, he was so desperate to not go to school that he kind of he's thrown himself into this. And he's like, no, I really want to do this because and I'm like, it's okay. we'll just, you know, take it easy. We haven't got to do like 10 subjects. And, you know, so we're kind of easing him in. But he's determined to make it work because he just doesn't he won't even leave the house um at school times he doesn't want to bump into anyone from the local school Uh, and then we've got a couple of neighbors you know two doors up who go to that school and he won't walk out our front door until he knows there's no one there because he's so traumatized by his time there so um yeah so so i i mean i personally couldn't have sat and taught him because in lockdown it was a disaster i mean was it the same for you it was the worst yeah yeah it's like let's do this no no you know you're not my teacher yeah yeah you have the same thing it's horrendous wasn't it and I had all these great ideas I was like cool let's get some Pokemon characters and write a paragraph describing them and they were like no no and I was like and I made I made a shop and got all these items out and put prices on them let's do a shop and add everything up no I was like you know my teacher's way more fun than you and I'm like I'm really fun I object to that I, I am so fun. You should see yeah. what people write about me online. Yeah, I'm like literally so fun. Yeah, but they um they didn't see it that way. So there was no way. There's no way I could teach it myself. I can't do it. So that's why we're doing this online school. Yeah, yeah. So at least he has to answer to other adults, you know. So they they say, can you do this? And he'll do it. But if I ask him to do it, it'll be a flat out hell no. Yeah. My mum said it was a primary school teacher for years and she said it was easier teaching a group of 30 kids than it was my well me or my little brother anything yeah yeah I can, I can totally relate I mean I used to teach um kids usually like one-on-one like teaching them the cello and things like that um but then I go to teach my own children try to teach them the piano I mean they're literally throwing stuff at me and I've got no patience. I just you know I got patience with everybody else's children but not mine you know <laughs> they're just different everybody performs a bit more don't they when they like think they're being watched yeah everybody that isn't their parents you're just an extension of them as far as they're concerned yeah that's true yeah I couldn't do it but uh, there's other luckily I don't have to do it so uh <laughs> each other people's kids so you're like total rock star then I'm not a rock star it's at your all husband as well my husband um, plays the bass guitar. Um, he's lush. He plays, his main gig is Rick Astley. So, um, oh, really? yeah, he does. So he's been doing that for quite a long time. Um, and they're, they're doing all the festivals this year. And then I think they're going on tour at the end of the year. So he and then is when, away quite a lot. Um, he, he was away a lot kind of when we first moved here like Rick was really busy but so far this year he hasn't done as much so he's sort of one minute he's on stage in front of thousands of people yeah. or he's like in his Spider-Man pajamas you know making toast for the kids so it's it's it's, it's very um you know all or nothing with him yeah so at the and moment I'm I'm the breadwinner I was gonna say so, if you're off 
you know, hanging out with Michael Bublé. You're doing a tour soon, aren't you, with him? Yeah, so the, our first gig is on Sunday this week in London. Is it Sunday? Yeah, Sunday. Do you come back or is it like you're on the road now? No, so um, it's very bitty, this tour. So there's two gigs in London and then there's nothing for two weeks. And then we're doing all like Manchester, Leeds, all of that. Yeah, I think that's at the end of, I don't even know what month it is. What month is it now? It's currently March. March. So, yeah, sort of like it's more, so the bulk of it's like the um, end of April and half of May. So yeah, cool. some of the times we're staying out, some of the times I'm coming home. One of the gigs is in Cardiff, so it's down the road from me. Um, and Birmingham will com- commute that and stuff. And so luckily my husband's around so we can make it work. But if he was away, then it would be, you know, it would be a nightmare. Uh, but I got my mum and dad around the corner, so I'm sure they'd help. So, yeah. Uh, is your mum actually looking at everybody's fannies? My mum has seen the fanny of everyone in my village. Yeah, <laughs> yeah she has. And she's, she is Irish as well. And she, she's always saying, uh, she goes, I saw your away teacher there today. <laughs> and, you know, she literally, like, and all of my friends that I went to school with and say, so-and-so was asking about you. Yeah, because, you know, she was... They had whilst funny. her legs were spread. Yeah, yeah. She she has seen every fanny in the village. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And then she's always telling me to wear my lipstick. You know, she'd be like, where's your lipstick? Yeah, because <laughs> if I'm not wearing it, she thinks I'm, like, gravely ill. Are you okay? Where's your lipstick? You should so, get yeah. your lips tattooed. That's what I did. Um, yeah, is that... It? Oh, you've done that. Yeah. Oh, my God. So my sister has just done it as well, literally last week. Yeah. Painful thing I've ever been involved in. But oh, really? you can get lip numbing cream. So the second time she just put a ton of that on and it was great. But afterwards you're like... Trying, you didn't have the numb, numbing cream the first time. Well, no? it did, but I'm so sensitive. She was like, I'm going to have to get like a whole new tube just for you because I'm like the biggest baby. <laughs> Totally worth it, though. You look like you're wearing gloss. It looks amazing. Yeah. I feel like it's gone quite a bit lighter, but it's nice just having it there. So then you can I'm be like... About to doing them, my brows I'm going to do, I think, because I don't have any because I plucked them all out in the 90s and they never came back. Yeah, look at mine. I can't be asked though. I feel like it's going to... That fashion's going to go. And then I'll be like, huh, see, I've got no eyebrows. <laughs> yeah, you've got a nice set, love. They're lovely. Oh, okay. See, the mine, mine are just not there. See, they just plucked yeah. them all out when I was like thirteen. Yeah, and never really back. I shaved mine at one point, and then I, I think I slipped, and it ended up being like I had to do do this with my fringe. For anyone who can't see, I have my fringe in front of my face. Um, <laughs> we've all been there. We've all done things we shouldn't have done. We've all done it. Yeah, when your mum says don't shave your legs, you'll regret it, and then you do, and then yeah yeah she was right she was right but that's because I wasn't educated the first time I shaved my legs like my I think I was given 10 pound for something so I went straight out and got a Gillette um oh posh nobody told me that you're meant to wet your legs and use soap so I dry shaved them (laughs) oh my god so my legs were so soft they were like Barbies but they looked like a piece of ham it's like that scene in that movie, Cabin Fever. Have you seen that? When they no. get um, the girl, um, there's like a, a virus in the water and these like six people are staying in a cabin and they all get this flesh-eating virus. Oh. And then there's the girl sitting in the bathtub shaving her legs and her legs are like coming off. Like, 
Yeah, and she's just sitting there crying, shaving her legs. It's really grim, but yeah, that's what I imagined when you said that then. <laughs> yeah, that's basically what happened. But I'm just like, feel how soft they are. Just don't look with your, you know, close your eyes. Like Freddy Krueger face legs. Yeah, nice. Oh, grim. Oh, yeah. Well, Katie, thank you so much. This has been amazing. I don't even know what we've talked about. It's really weird. <laughs> <laughs> this happens to me every time I get like all cold and sweaty afterwards. And I'm like, what did I say? I know. I'm thinking, what have I, I don't know what I've said. We've I mean, talked I about, I'll talk give you the um, synopsis or, or like the breakdown. We've talked about Michael Bublé. Oh yeah. We've talked about autism and your kids. Oh, I talked a lot about that. I go That's on a bit. Good. I'm sorry. Well, that's fine because I think from what you've been saying people need to hear it because there'll be people who are just you know finding out that their kids have got it and they're like now what well I don't know what the answer to that is but what I you would do say is... well the first thing is buy your M is for mummy then follow your Facebook and you've also um, mentioned a few people that you go to for support so I'll yeah, I, I actually, I think I will write a blog and I'll write down all the people that I follow who I think are amazing. Uh, my number one favourite at the moment is Heidi Maver. Do you know her? No. Oh, she's amazing. As we speak, she's on her way to um, Downing Street to hand in a, peti a petition um, to stop the government finding people whose, whose children can't go to school because of um, special needs and et cetera. It's, it's ama she's amazing. She's my new Beyonce. Oh, lush. Yeah, go and check her out. It's really you know, funny. Yeah. The other thing about autism, I think, is that loads of, like, grown-up people, especially women, seem to be just finding out now. Yeah. There's literally, I I know so many autistic adults, um, and some of which I don't even think that they realise that they are as well. Uh, but I can see the, see the traits in them. Yeah. Um, yeah, and well, my husband, you know, is that that is again what happens in the book, but that has happened in real life as well. That we've decided, well, he he's decided to come to the conclusion that he is autistic as well, and it just kind of makes so much sense mm -hmm. to how like how he handles the world and how his brain works and stuff. And yeah, and I think for him, it's kind of really it's really helped him like the self awareness of it. And he's able yeah. to go back to his childhood and realize why certain things happened and why he found things so hard. And uh, but yeah, but he found it. He found music, and that sort of saved him, I guess. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All hail music! Brilliant. Yeah. Oh, I've got one rock star story for you. Oh, go on, love it. <laughs> At this very moment, remember the M people? Yeah. So Shovel, who was the um, the percussionist in the M People, he lives near me and he does sound baths and like he's a shaman, like this super magical being. So I nice. went to one of his sound baths on Saturday night as like a pre-birthday treat. Um, and he left his power sticks there. They're like these, I don't even know what they are. They're like beautiful wooden carved, um, like a walking stick. And yeah he's four of them and he's always had them on stage apparently and been all over the world with these sticks as like her you know creating the power fortress for his performances and he left two of them at my friend's studio so I've got two of them in my house right now oh <gasps> you should get Very them out beautiful. yeah if you got them there like show us like are they upstairs <laughs> 
<laughs> no, they're downstairs. I'll put a photo. Well, I'll have to ask his permission because I don't know if you want their photos everywhere. I can't think of which one he is. Is he good looking? Yeah. Right. Well, why don't you go and return the sticks? Oh, he's coming to pick them up later. Right. Well, what are you going to wear? <laughs> he's um he's got a beautiful family. Oh, happy. All right. I forgot to ask if he was single. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not single either, you know. Oh, you're not. No, no not I didn't know that. I thought you were. So who are you say? Well, you don't want to say. Tell me. Well, I call him the art teacher on on my account. So. I haven't seen that. I haven't yeah. seen. So I'm so dating and dating him. And he's an actual art teacher. Actual art teacher. He's really tall and dark and very handsome. Oh my God. I love it. Right. I'm gonna go back <laughs> and read through. Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know you were seeing someone. Well, I've only wow. mentioned it a few times, so I'll forgive you. <laughs> oh, I love it. Yeah. Especially that he's an art teacher. I love that. Creative with a regular regular employment, important. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Frankly, yeah. <laughs> Best of both worlds, isn't it? And like being with a musician who one day is employed and then, and then not employed for a month. It's like, that's and no good. in his pants. Does he have action figures? Oh, yeah. He has an action, action man. I mean, if I open the cupboard behind me, it's full of Star Wars figures. Yeah, they're all his. He's 51. Oh. Yeah. I know. He loves his action figures. He loves Marvel. He loves it all. Yeah. I think that's, that's going to be your direction for TikTok is videoing, having a little interview video with each of the characters. Yeah, yeah. A unique. Take I'm on. gonna have to do something because um, when I see um, Buble on Sunday, he's gonna be like, "What happened with your TikTok?" I think I've got like two hundred followers now, and he's <laughs> he's like, "Why?" You say your followers did nothing for me. <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah, they didn't. Yeah, I mean, I I have all these um fake Michael Bublé's um following me. Um, oh, yeah, and I have a a lot of um Rick's fans following me as well. It's quite funny, and I had one of them wrote um, wrote to me the other day saying, "You know, I am Rick's kind of. Uh, I get it all the time. The spam. I, I'm Rick's kind of manager, and you know, if you want to meet him, you need to contact me." And I'm like, "No, you're not. You certainly <laughs> are not." Yeah, I get loads of messages like that. Actually, yeah, that is so weird. The internet is so weird. Yeah, I know it's weird, but yeah, he's got some diehard fans who will. Uh, who will do those sorts of things yeah anyway Aww. I'll stop blathering now I'm sure you've got things to do yeah I'm so, just uh, really looking forward to action man tiktok yeah oh, it'll be great I mean we've got we've got everything we've got barbies in there we do yeah he's got all the outfits you know we've got like a commando guy we've got like a you know karate guy we've got it all yeah and I'm yeah. also I'm very much looking forward to the mother load out in June watch yes, this can't wait a chapter all about um vaginal waxing yeah Yeah. i also also, think in the future you should get charlie to read some like alien porn because i think that would make a really good chapter (laughs) i'll send you a link Uh, yeah she's pregnant in this book as well which makes for some fun times i'm Um, looking forward to finding out how she gets on yeah she has a lot of issues with her nipples in this book um but yeah yeah, we do. We'll see. <laughs> Thank well, you so much, Katie. It was oh, to the comic book version as well one day. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'll do that. No problem. I'll just whip it up. No Good. problem. Thanks, Gordon. <laughs> Let me just speak to you, love. Take care, okay? Thank you.
Bye. Good luck with the art teacher. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you next time for another episode of Happily Ever After with me, Hannah Harvey. It would be wonderful if you could leave a review and subscribe. And of course, if you've got a friend who might enjoy this episode, then please do pass it on. For anything else, you can get in touch with me through either Instagram at mumsdays or through my website mumsdays.com.